Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Now today, I have a lady, and her name is Danya K. Washington. All right, she's the director of a play, and it's called The Ripple, The Wave, that carried me home. It's currently premiering at People's Light Theater in Malvern, PA. And this award-winning play is a profoundly moving story about justice, legacy, and one's families and one family's fight to integrate public swimming pools in the 60s and 70s. Right. Can you just do you just imagine? I mean, even I know even out here in Delaware County, there was a Yaden swim club that we weren't allowed to go to. And I'm not sure if that's why we opened up the Nile Swim Club, you know, but, you know, I don't know, but probably so. But there's so many swimming clubs out here still in the county that if you go to, you're just like, you just feel so out of place where we shouldn't. But it's still like that. You know, I won't name those swim clubs. I won't, I won't, I won't. But uh, I can just imagine what it was like in the 60s and 70s. So. She's directed numerous productions, though, uh, such as Shutter Sisters at the Old Globe in San Diego, California, and Downstairs at Actors Express Theater Company in Atlanta, Georgia. And she's also the director of repertory producing for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and a board member of Seven Devils New Play Boundary. And so we want to welcome Danya K. Washington. She said she's here. Yes, she is here. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Let me put my headphones on correctly. It's yes, chill. yes. It's chilly out here, so I got my hat on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually is it it's supposed to be it was really windy when I came in the house a few minutes ago. And I know my mother said, uh, I left her house and she said, hopefully you're getting home before the storm. I'm like, it's been raining all day. Like I'm so over it. It's been raining here all day, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So Danya, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself first, before I start with my questions. <laughs> sure. Uh, my name is Danya K. Washington. Um, I'm a director by trade and by training. My day job as you mentioned, I'm a producer. I work for the, I'm in Oregon right now at my day job at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Um, but yeah, no, I come from upstate New York. I'm an East Coast kid. I come from upstate New York. And part of the draw to come out to Malvern and that part of the world is I have a lot of family that's not that far away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up in, both of my parents grew up in South Jersey. My mom's in upstate New York. So, you know, doing a show in that neck of the woods, people could come out to support, which is always exciting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And Mount Vernon's not that far. It's a nice little ride, but it's not that far from where I am as well. So very, very, very familiar with with Malvern. I used to work in Exton. So okay. yeah, back in the day. So I know absolutely where uh, Malvern is. Well, we want to welcome you to, to Love and Life. The host is Carol Riddick, but Carol is out today and tomorrow. So you got me today. And uh, we're just going to ask a couple questions, chit chat for a few minutes and... Uh, you know, and find out uh, why you do the things you do and uh, your motivation and a little bit of plot about the play, if you could, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So my first question, 
which I always ask, yeah. uh, how, how did you get into directing? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, probably, I think I started when I was about five years old doing shows in my parents' living room. <laughs> I was that kid, right? And Annie was a big, big musical at the time. So I put on the record Annie and tell my friends, okay, you're playing this, you're playing this. I'm playing Miss <laughs> Hannigan and we do a show for everybody, right? So probably that is really where I started. And just, I didn't realize at the time that what I liked about it wasn't just the performing part, but it was like the making it happen part, the mm-hmm. telling everybody what to do part. I was a bossy kid and it like was very exciting. And as I got older, I began to learn. And really, I, I should say the public school system in my hometown has a lot to do with what, where, I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I mean, my parents, don't get me wrong, hugely supportive and supportive parents cannot be understated. Yeah. But having a school system that had a strong arts program so that we did plays at school, we did have teachers who could focus on that was a huge help to me. And they introduced me to different jobs in theater, different possibilities in theater that I didn't even know. I didn't know what directing was, right? I was I was supposed to be the stage manager at a, a play in my middle school. And I thought that meant I was the manager of everything that happened on the stage. And so I got to <laughs> the people where to stand. You know, I had to learn. We had to learn. Right. But, you know, it's because we had an after-school drama club that I could do that, right? And I had a mm-hmm. parent who was able to, you know, pick me up at school a little bit later, you know, like that. It is through things like that. And Eventually, I went to undergrad to study directing at NYU, Tisch School of the Arts. Um, and after graduating, I freelanced for a bit. I had a day job because New York City is expensive and one needs to earn a living. And yeah. did not pay the bills at the time. Um, and I eventually decided to go to grad school for theater after working at a theater company for a summer and seeing that the directors who were working at the big theaters had all either gone to grad school or had been the associate director on a big Broadway show. I was like, I don't know how to do that, but I know how to apply for schools. Right. Right. I know how to do that thing. Um, And, you know, I I think it's something, too, that as I'm saying that, I don't know that I often understood that I didn't have people to look to who looked like me doing what what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I was blessed to have people near me who said, do it anyway. Right. Try it anyway. You have cards in your skill set. You have cards you can play that somebody else can't play. The fact that you're black isn't something to hold you back. That is a card you can play. Throw it mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Use it. And I had white teachers say that to me at a time when I was like, you can say that. But then I was like, oh, wait, you're making a point. <laughs> right. And this is useful. This is useful. Thank you very much. So I ended up at grad school, graduated from that program and started freelancing. I had another day job, but started freelancing more and then freelance for a while in New York City. Until the point where I was like, I want a day job again. I like a regular paycheck. I love a regular paycheck. Mm-hmm. And eventually found my way to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival with a day job, uh, working, as you see, um, but also with some time that I can carve out for directing. Because directing is, as I said to the cast on our closing night dinner, I feel a little bit less insane when I'm directing. Like all the things that make me up who, make up who I am make more sense when I'm in a rehearsal room. When I'm in a a tech process, Mm -hmm. it it makes more sense. So, like, I need to do it periodically so I don't feel so crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally get that. I'm going to ask you about your motivation for this play in a moment, but we got to take a quick break. Once again, it's WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and always online. This is Love and Life with Carol Riddick, but I'm Roxy Fab holding it down for her tonight and tomorrow. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk. Media. We're talking to Danya K. Washington, and um, we're talking everything. We're going to talk everything. So again, she's just to run you back a little bit. She's the director of a play, and it's titled The Ripple, The Wave That Carried Me Home. And she does a lot. But right now, that play is premiering at People's Light Theater in Malvern, PA. And this uh, award-winning play is a moving story about justice, legacy, and one family's fight to integrate public swimming pools in the 1960s and the 70s. And I was telling you guys how, you know, out here in Delaware County, um, there was a swimming pool that we couldn't go to back in the day. And I do, I, I believe that that's why uh, we opened up the Nile Swim Club who, that is, you know, black owned and, and, and it's been around for years and it just released a book as well. So this is pretty interesting that I'm having this conversation with you today. And uh, the Nile is celebrating this big thing as well. And again, it's a, it's a black owned swimming pool and that's a big deal. You know, so definitely a big deal. So I'm excited. I think I'm gonna have to come and check this play out in Malvern. So, Danya, what was your motive for wanting to direct this play? Like, what made you want to do this? Yeah. So when the theater reached out to me, part of my motive was seeing Christina Anderson's name on it. She's the playwright. And I've known Christina since we were in grad school and I never got to work with her in school. And Uh I didn't get to work with her afterwards. So I'm like, I will say yes, just because it's Christina. Right. Because I she's a beautiful she's an amazing poet in the way that she writes her rights as a playwright but she's always talking about the thing i really love about her plays is they're about black people but like like we actually are we don't talk about being black all the time we just are black right, right. it is a it is a fact of life we're black in this country and it's not something we talk about all the time she doesn't write struggle plays do you know what i mean she writes plays about people mm. who are living their lives in the united states of america and are black and that affects life and all of the things, but it's not, it's not a struggle play. It's not a play that's about trauma. Right. right. So that's one of the things I love about Christina's work because it can, it's, it's joyous to work on even when people are dealing with difficult things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know these people, right. Like reading this play, I was like, Oh, that's my auntie. Right. 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 Oh, that scene that is totally at my godparents' house when I was a kid and I'm listening in or <laughs> my goodness, this reminds me of my grandparents or like I can recognize so many people in reading the play and the story of the play too, like swimming. Like I had to swim as part of my high school requirements. I did not like swimming. No. And so the character, the character who doesn't, the main character uh, doesn't like water, doesn't like to swim, was, for, uh, was raised by people who are fighting for the right to swim does not like to swim it's like a form of rebellion in some senses okay also maybe an expression of difference from her parents but i identified with her early on i was like okay somebody understands me <laughs> all right you know it's like swimming is just a whole thing it's a whole thing it is but uh the other thing i really liked about the play was that it's about a family at the end of the day as mm-hmm. much as it's about these two activists who are raising a child and they're fighting to reopen a pool 
it's about a daughter's relationship with her parents, her relationship with her mother, her relationship with her father, where it fractures, where it heals and how it, how life happens to them, her relationship with her aunt, how she navigates growing up, how she navigates dealing with her parents' legacy. How do, and also too, that idea of like, if you are the child of an activist or child of somebody of note, how do you deal with their legacy, especially if it's not your work? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that, right? It made me think of people like Bernice King and people like that. Just like, like she has gone on to do great things of her own, but you know, being the daughter of Dr. King is a thing. It's a, like that's, a, that's a big thing. Right. <laughs> and it's like, if you're that kid in school whose parents are in the newspaper, like what, how does that impact you in your life? What right. choices do you make because of that? What choices do you like pull away from that? So that's why I was interested. Right. No, I, t- I totally get that. I couldn't even imagine being uh, a child of any, any profound activist. Like seriously, I couldn't, it's probably so much pressure yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I couldn't even, I could not even imagine like, yeah, why are you doing this? Why, why can't we just do this instead? Like, you know, it's so many things that could run through your mind and, and I couldn't even imagine. And that's part of what was fun about the lead character. Cause she says that to her parents at one point. Yeah, I believe like, it. Has this fight gotten the three of us point to one good thing that happened to the three of us, not everybody, just us. Right. Right. Because, and, and it's asking those real questions of like, what is it to do to have these fights, to battle for these things? What is the cost to the individual? Mm. And yet, Christina does leave us with this idea, and yet we must fight on, right? Like, that's how you make community. You make a contribution to your community, you help to shape your community, and you become a part of the community, right? So, yeah, y'all heard that part. I'm going to take a call, if you don't mind. He's going to, this guy's going to see the play. We have Cliff from Yaden. Cliff, are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, yes, I'm glad to hear the uh, creator, uh, uh, the director, talking about this. I'm going uh, with the Nile Swim Club, as a matter of fact. We have a group oh. of our uh, members going on uh, Sunday. So Great. Uh, this is very, very timely. And yeah. I want to say the, the, the picture, the cover is outstanding. I do like how the lady on the cover has the scars of show. How, how much hurt is involved with this issue of racism, discrimination, and water. It goes back hundreds of years, and uh, the, 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 the author of the Nile Swing Club book, uh, History of the Nile, he uh, also brought those same feelings in the book that he wrote concerning the Nile and the history of racism here in Yaden back in mm-hmm. uh, 60 years ago, 60 yep. years ago, 1958 is when the Nile Swim Club decided to build, and in 1959, they actually opened up the doors. So your play is very, very timely. I can't wait to see it. And like I said, the cover speaks volumes. So kudos to either you or whoever else wrote the, uh, drew out the cover of that, and I just can't wait to see it. So uh, I'm, I'm so excited you guys are going. I'm excited for you to hear what you think about it, too, because... And the more I found out about the Nile Swim Club, I'm like, it sounds like it's about this. This play is about that, but it's right. in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, it definitely yeah. sounds familiar to me. I mean, I've been going to the Nile since I was six years old. So uh, for you know, be 56 this year. So I mean, it's it's definitely the Nile is definitely a thing. And when I read your bio and everything in reference to the play, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like the Nile. 
And like I said, they just released a book. They're having a big gala. It's a lot going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm great. It's great that the Nile, uh, some of the members and staff, et cetera, are going to see it on Sunday. That's great. Yeah. One thing I'll say is it's okay to laugh during the show. So it's funny. There's funny bits okay. too. All right. Are you familiar with uh, Waterworks down on um, uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard? Waterworks, what they did is they pulled in several, several stories concerning racism and water. And water. So they have an outstanding exhibit uh, at the water Waterworks. And is this it just, the pool exhibit? It's pool exhibit, yes. Yes, yes I am. That's There's some panels of it up in the lobby of the theater. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. Okay. Oh, what, yeah. oh, what do you mean? At the, uh, in Malvern, the Malvern Theater? Where, in Malvern the Theater, yeah. They, the theater reached okay. out to the people who made the exhibit and got a couple of the panels from the exhibit, and they're showing it in the lobby upstairs. When you go to the theater, up the upstairs okay. lobby is where it is. Great, nice. Great. Outstanding. You know, yeah, it, it really brings back our history for those that want to try to forget. We should not forget anything about our history, no matter mm-hmm. how bad it is, because it's all yeah. some good out of the bad. So we just got to keep pushing our history, and especially these times when politicians are trying their best to, to, to whitewash, sugarcoat it, and make our history go away, acting like everything was great and there wasn't no such thing as racism. So we got to do our due diligence to stay on top of all these issues. And water and racism is one of the key issues as yes, well. It is. So keep up the great work. Thank you very much. And I'm very looking forward to seeing it on Sunday. Thank you. So excited you're going. Thanks so much, Cliff, for the call. Yeah, I, I, I'm, it's great that they're going. I mean, you know, like you said, it, yes. it literally sounds like it's going to, you know, it's it's about the Nile. We know it's not, but it's very, very similar. So um, so I asked you that. What was your motive? But I uh, wanted you, if you could, I think you kind of did, though. Yeah, because you kind of gave us a plot. <laughs> a well, I do try to remind people that it's as much as it's a family story, as much as it's about a family that's trying to reopen a pool and what that and what that does. And also, too. They talk about what is the instigating incident for this fight for the pool. Yeah. Because they're in this uh, town, there were four kids, two black, two white, in the 50s who wanted to swim together. And they couldn't swim at either the white pool, pool, the Republic pools at the time. They couldn't swim at any of the white pools. And they'd never seen a white person at the black pool. Right. So they decided to go play someplace on their own. And they found this like public uh, pond area that wasn't very safe. And three of them drowned. And that became the inciting incident to fight for an integrated pool. And that kicked off the whole series of events for this couple. Wow. Okay. Okay. Great plot. Wow. Yeah. The Beacon Three, they were called. Wow. How long? I want to know before I ask you my next question, question. Um, uh, How long is the play running at the the theater? When does it close? I should know off the top of my head and I don't. I'm going to (laughs) check. It's March 20-something, but okay. I don't want to lie to people. I want to give you a real a real thing, um, but I'm going to tell you. But ask me the question. I can, keep, I can talk while I, I find out. Okay. All right. Great. Yeah, because I pulled it. I did pull it up online because I was going to definitely let people know March 24th. where they can get tickets as well. Yep. Okay. Yep. March February, 24th. Yeah. February 21st to March 24th. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, how we've kind of talked about this a little bit as well, but... Um, if you can get a little bit more in depth, how does this play uh, reflect what's going on today in America? I mean, the problem is it does reflect what's going on today in America. Sometimes yes. there yeah. are things about it that are just um, the so the play is told 
kind of like as a series of flashbacks. The present day of the play is 1992. It starts in March of 1992. And those who really know their early 90s history will remember that Rodney King was beaten up uh-huh. in March of 92. And the play's present day follows the uh, timeline between that moment and the announcement of the not guilty verdict. Um Okay. for those police officers and the kickoff of the LA riots. Mm. And that is kind of like the other storyline happening at the same time as the events of the play. There's also a scene in the play about uh, uh, the cops pulling mom over and something traumatic happening. Mm. Um, you know, so the things in the play that you're like, this isn't that this is not old. Like, this right. is like what this could have happened last week. Right. So the things in the play that remind us, in the not version, good version of it, that the more things change, the more they say the same. Right. But also, I always think that it's good to remember that even in those moments, even when those things happen, there are families that can surround people. There are communities that support. There are the auntie who's going to tell you to your face when you're acting a fool. There, you know, there are the people who will hug you. There are people who will hold you. And I think it's good to tell those stories too. Because like, as much as this family fights there is a love that runs through it, you know? And I I think that that's important to be reminded of at any point in time. I think that's useful to remind ourselves that even in the midst of estranged families, even in the midst of differences of opinion, there can be something that can see us through. There might be something that unites us. There might be something that we can hold on to. And you know what? Go down to the community center, swim in the pool with your mom. Why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there's a comment. Uh, just, just trick, just trick. That's his name it says, this is interesting. I grew up in Philly and New Jersey and my elders always took us to Wildwood and Atlantic city to swim. And it makes you wonder what they went through in the forties and fifties. Yeah, it does. It does. Right? I mean, my, yeah. my dad grew up in Atlantic city and I heard about chicken bone beach all growing up. Cause it was the only part of the beach that they were allowed to be on. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Right. It just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it's like, we don't, if we weren't there, we tend not to think about it so much. You know what I mean? Um, and, but when it's brought up, we're like, wow, wait a minute, that happened. How did, how did we get past that? What made that happen? What, you know, what was the big moment or movement that made our pools change, made our beaches change, you know, um, yeah, I always wondered that as well. Like, as it, it wasn't just Martin Luther King. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not, not in our local stuff, you know? No. Uh, yeah, not at all. I, I tend to think about that a lot. Like, what made that What made that change, you know? And we're still going through the struggle uh, every single day of places that people don't want us to be, you know, um, offices that people don't want us to run for. And uh, things like that. So it, like you said, yeah. while things progress, they still stand still. The know? other thing that the play really talks about that I think is important, I think also in an election year too, it's just important to remember that being passive isn't the answer. Like mm-hmm. we have to do something. You've got to do something for your community. You've got to do something to feel like you are part of the community. Yeah. And help shape the community that you live in. Right. Yeah. Like that is an important thing to do. So whether that is, voting yourself, getting out the vote for other people, whether it's volunteering at the soup kitchen, whether, you know, whatever it is, yeah. getting involved in your local community and trying to make a difference. You know, if you, 
working with the local Black social club, you know what I mean? To like throw a Juneteenth celebration, whatever it is for you. Yeah, we got to get out there and, and, and put our feet to the ground and do that work. You guys, it's WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and always online. This is Love and Life with Carol Riddick. I'm Roxy Fab filling in, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. Welcome back to Love and Life. Again, mm-hmm. it's hosted by Carol Riddick, as you already know, but I'm Roxy Fab holding it down for her today and God willing tomorrow as well. We're still talking to Danya K. Washington, and we've been talking to her about the play she's directing, The Ripple, The Wave That Carried Me Home. I want to let you know it's at People's Light Theater, all right, and it's running until March 24th. So you can go to People's Light org and you will be able to find how you can get your tickets there all right peopleslight.org and you can click on it purchase your tickets right there and uh you want to make sure try to get to this play you guys they have some 7 pms and 2 pms uh available and uh yeah it's uh by christine christina anderson and directed again by danya k washington so danya my other question that I wanted to ask are, what are some of the main things? And we've talked about them here and there as well, but what, give me some of the main things that you want, you would like people to take away from this play after they see it. Yeah. I mean, some of it is that like, don't give up, like it's hard. It's not always going to be pretty, but don't give up. I think it's part of it. I think that, um, family is important, whether they be chosen or the ones that you're born with like maintaining those family connections is helpful. Uh, calling people on the phone is still a good thing, even though I am one of the people who dislikes calling people on the phone. So I call <laughs> people on the phone. Um, but that, you know, like don't, I'm trying to think how to say this in like succinct words, but something that I find that I rely on when I do shows like this is I pull on my family stories, right? Like I remember my grandparents and ask my mother questions like, you know, would these chairs fit in grandma's kitchen, right? Like really get specific about the details sometimes. Yeah. Or think about my godmother who passed away a couple of years ago now when do, working on the character of Aunt Gail, thinking about some of my aunties who are very much still with me um, when working on that. And I think, I think maybe to pull away, from, take away is that I hope it reminds people of somebody they know. Maybe it reminds you of yourself. Um but I hope it makes you think of somebody that you love is really because that to me will tell me that we've done the thing of trying to reflect us up on stage. Cause yeah. it's not often that there are plays about black people made by black people on stage in the first place that also aren't about, they're, they're about, they're just about us. They're just about life. And if it looks familiar, that to me says, okay, we did the thing. We did. Yeah. Do the thing. yeah. So like, personally, <laughs> that's what I hope from people yeah yeah no i totally i, t- I totally get that um because I, I i believe that a lot of us right now are going through that that phase that where we we get right there and then we're like we're tired we're tired mm-hmm. of the struggle we're just ready to just let it go and just give it up you know yep. and uh um and it and that's very difficult to to go through and figure out you know 
why keep pressing? What, what motivates you to keep going? You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me again. And I feel like in this story again, in this play rather again, as those activists to, you know, just keep going and keep going and keep going because our kids are entitled just like everybody else is entitled, you know, to be able to swim and play together, you know, at, at this pool, at that pool, at that playground, at this school, whatever it is, um, that they're entitled to, to, to do that together. And, uh, to, and for the, the parents to, like you said, push this on the kids and the kids are like, wait a minute, what? Like, why is this hard? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, but it teaches them as well that, you know, if we keep going, this could be the outcome. Yeah, like the t- a teenage version of the main character at one point says, why should I want this? And at the time, there's not a good answer for her. But as she gets older, the answer does show up. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like figuring out how to answer for those kids. Why? Yes, it's difficult. Yes, we're asking you to fight. This is why you should want it. Yeah. Right? Here's why at 17, it's worth the fight. It's, yeah. a, it's still hard. It's awkward, uncomfortable. It's not what your friends are doing. But here's why it is worth it for you at 17. Yeah. Yeah. She's until she's much older, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's really good. And so I'm going to try and squeeze yeah. in and figure out when I can uh, make that. If I can make it this weekend, I'm definitely going to try and do that. Uh, if you go on a Thursday or Friday, they have a restaurant that's on site. That's actually quite good. So it's very uh, convenient. Park one yeah. time, food and theater. Ah, okay. I like that answer too, right there. Mm-hmm. Especially if I could get a seven o'clock one. It's like, yeah, right? I like that answer, right? <laughs> we it's always get that food right there. You know, we're busy people. We are busy people. Yeah. We make it work. Yes, definitely. So is there anything else you got coming up that we need to look out for or a website that we need to follow, et cetera? I mean, I have my website, which is donnykwashington.com. Um okay. If anybody is interested in coming to the West Coast, the Oregon Shakespeare Festival is starting our season very soon. I can give a little pitch for my day job, um, which we've got. An ex- it's a it's a very it's a full season of shows. Very exciting. Um, more information to be found at osfashland.org. dot um, But I would check out what People's Light is up to. Like that theater company punches way above its weight. Yeah. The work that they do, the people there. I mean, we had a full fully. A full acting company of color. Everybody on that stage is black. The design team were all people of color, predominantly black. We felt so supported while we were there. We felt very welcomed while we were there. So it is a place to support. It's a place to really keep an eye on what they're doing because they really do seem to be in it to win it. They're in it for the right thing. And there's a lot Mm. of great people who who are working there. And the fact that they introduced me to the Nile Club, right? Like not personally, but the idea of the Nile Club and told me about what was happening in the yeah. area, that they reached out to the pool exhibition to get some panels without me pushing it. They yeah. did that, right? Like the ways in which they led in those some of those community engagements is amazing. So, wow, you know, yeah. shout out to Andrew, who's doing a lot of that work, and to Molly, one of our producers that really are doing great work over there. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, it's, it seems, like I said, it seems like, we need to get to this play, you know, yeah. it seems like we de- This is definitely something that uh, we all should check out. You guys don't forget. It's at people's light theater in Malvern PA. So you can go to peopleslight.org. All right. Peopleslight.org. And you'll see uh, 
the website and there should be something on there that says what's on. But soon as it pops up on the web, soon as the website opens, the first thing that pops up is a picture of a woman and it says the ripple, the wave that carried me home. And you can hit discover more and keep going. And then you can purchase your tickets there. Again, it's peopleslight.org. And that's the theater in Malvern, PA. Danya, thank you so much thank for you. being able to stop by tonight. I truly, truly appreciate it. I really Thank you do. for having me. You've yes. been fabulous, as your name indicates. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you again. I appreciate it. I'm hoping to check the play out soon as well. Fantastic. All take right. Care. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 